Oh shit. Here we go again. What's up, ballers? We're back. Episode 18. Peyton Manning episode. That was his number. Uh, season 2. Hope everybody enjoyed the new video we put out this week. I thought the drone footage was sick. We're going to keep doing that. Hope you guys all enjoyed the little upgrade that we, we put in there. Big thanks to Austin for his help and hopefully his continued help as we go forward. A little bit of a short episode today, I think. Going to talk a little bit about uh, Travelers last week, some some Corn Ferry, uh, and then talk about the Rocket Mortgage this week, and then let everybody go for their July 4th plans. So we got the entire entire team in the booth for today. We got both the Scalici brothers. First of all, we got Vinny, who um, was able to play like shit last night in the simulator finals on Monday, as, as well as I did. But uh, we finished second there. So we got $600 worth of gift cards. So a lot of booze still to be drank. But uh, we ended up losing to a team with one kid who was very, very annoying. But that is okay. Vinny, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? I'm going to say that I definitely played better than you. Um, 100% all year. I didn't get off the tee, but I was I was hitting wedges. And, and hey, at least I made a putt. Um, but hey, it is. Until, until next season and... At least we got we got something out of it, so always a good time. It was fun. I I apologized to Chelsea last night after because we were we were up one with four to play, and uh, it was a little bit more of a serious atmosphere. But still, we were a bunch of dicks. Once we started losing, we were not happy. So whatever, we lost on to next season. Uh, and then our other guy in the booth, Jakey, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, chilling. Normal week, short week actually, short yeah. week for everybody. Holiday week. Holiday, yeah, big time. Ian and I are headed down to the shore tomorrow, so that's why we're recording today, Tuesday. Sweet. Um, so yeah, Travelers Championship this past weekend, another great field, another great Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday rounds. Everything was great. I thought the course itself played well. Another week where having no fans was no issue. It was. Fun to watch everybody down the stretch and had a little bit of a, a champion that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, DJ, that's off to him. He's now won, what, 13 or, or 14 years in a row, uh, which is second only to Tiger record. Um, and he really wasn't playing very well. I mean, we, I know we talked about it last week or two weeks ago. You know, he had a little bit of a health issue with his knee for a while and he didn't look like he cared when they played down at Seminole in the charity match. Just uh, a lot of things. And then he just kind of came out of nowhere and shot 61 on Saturday and shot 67 on Sunday. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest, Vince and I were on the golf course. We were following along with the stat cast. I know, Jake, you were watching. Mm-hmm. But it's it seemed like I'd like to get your your thoughts on it. It seemed like, you know, he, he was pretty comfortable in the win, even though he only won by one shot. But. He did make some some weird judgment shots or like hit a odd ball into the water or almost hit two in the water on the on the back nine on Sunday like he was almost going to give it up and then ended up uh, getting the win. What was, what was your thoughts on DJ? Well, I mean, first of all, he clearly looked a lot healthier this week or or maybe just a little bit more engaged. I mean, it's hard to really. I mean, we're not in their camp, so we don't know. But I thought he 
he looked like he was swinging it a little bit better yep. in general. Didn't look so like off balance. Um, but yeah, I mean, what you said is right. It was it was a very weird back nine with another another weather delay, um, which yep. I definitely think affected not only the players but the viewing um, because it kind of oddly just like sucked some of the some of the drama out of it for some reason. Um, but yeah, DJ. I mean, he pumps one OB after Brendan Todd has a complete meltdown, and we can get into that later if need be. Um, I mean, it's obviously the win would have been a way bigger deal for Brendan Todd than DJ, but, um, you know, he, he pumps one out of bounds. He, he kind of lets Streelman back in, and, and we all know that Streelman's not one to go out and necessarily win it. It kind of just, when he wins, it kind of just happens. And I felt like it had that kind of vibe. And then on 15, um, it's drivable. It's like 270. It's like drivable for everybody. DJ goes up there, and I, I mean, it's this ball is going in the hazard 100 out of 100 times, and it hits in a little tiny strip of rough and stays dry. And then he hits a bad chip, which also stays dry and, you know, gets sneaks out of that, um, that hole and makes par and goes on to win. So it was weird, but I think it's, um, I mean, it's fitting. It feels very DJ-like for him to kind of just right. come out of nowhere, win this, um, and maybe get rolling a little bit, you know? I know that he had some new equipment in the bag. We, You know, he had a new putter in the bag. He added an extra hybrid, so he had two hybrids, which is kind of crazy for a guy with his his swing speed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hey, look, it worked. Whatever he, he was doing, whatever tweaking he's been doing and, and you know, trying to figure something out, it, it worked, and he, he came away with a win. He sure did. Um and I mean, I, I like DJ. I've never had anything wrong with him. Um, unlike, you know, Bryson and some of the other guys, you know, DJ has been uh, a lifelong. I, it seems, I can't believe he's been on tour for 14 years is wild. It does feel pretty wild. Um, and he, and he's won every year. I mean, he's got a lifetime exemption now cause he's got over more, more than 20 wins, uh, which he, he had prior to this win, but, um, just, just a crazy stat from him. Um, and a guy who kind of feels like he falls in and out of the limelight every year, just depending. Uh, he hadn't won in 16 months since since January last year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, played great. I saw his round on Saturday. Uh, and when, kind of when he got into in contention on Saturday, I, I was just – Vince and I, I think, said to each other, D, this is DJ's to lose, even though he didn't have the lead to start the round on, on Sunday. Um and uh yeah it was great and it's funny you brought up brandon todd yeah and i went back and looked you know he's made 2.7 million dollars this year which uh other than actually in 2015 he had a win which i didn't know uh and he made like 3.4 million that year uh a guy who is sneaking up around the leaderboard and had a chance to go for three in a row and jake like you said uh you know that pretty much locks you in for the Ryder cup normally in a year i don't know how it works right now because Mm -hmm. uh, everything got pushed back a year if they're going to do a lock at, in, in October like they normally do. But we'll see. Um, I saw he's in the field again this week um, in Detroit. But, uh, yeah, what did you think about Todd's uh, finish on Sunday? Because, you know, I think – I don't think you can really say it was a nervy round. I mean, he shot, what, five or six over? Um, mm -hmm. Because he's had two wins this year. Um, and had a, actually, when he went two in a row – that third week, he he was in contention there to win again for three three in a row, uh, and then again this week. What what did you uh, think about Brendan Todd, Jake? Before we get off DJ, I actually got to ask Vince real quick. How do you feel about DJ after literally 
putting him in the grave last week. Like how? What? You know, you were you were going. We can't talk about DJ with the big boys anymore. Um, you know, he rests in peace. Does he want to be cremated, or is it going to be a funeral? Like, what are we going to do? No, I, um, I, yeah, I mean, you, we were texting about it. And I was, I was interested to hear what you, how you feel about it. Well, I guess if I start dismissing players and then they start winning, it's going to hopefully be a trend, <laughs> and uh, you know, it works for the golf pool. But yeah, you know, like that's the thing is that I'm a big fan of his, and if you look at him when he's really down you kind of just get this vibe off of him. It's just so lackluster. And it's tough to stay a fan of his when he's like that. So I see what you're saying. So I, and I feel like there's probably a lot of people who would agree. Uh, and it, it, it's really tough to, to just be like, yeah, DJ's going to win this. When you you see he's, he like visually displays his you know, disappointment and lackluster attitude so easily. Mm-hmm. So I think... He bounced back and gave gave the golf world something to talk about, and now and now honestly he has to go out there and keep doing it before people think he's like Brooks and only plays when he needs to. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, but I, I will comment on Todd here in a sec. But like, I I definitely think that uh, Doug said it in the beginning when you hear you know what is this is. 31st win is that am i giving uh, it to 20 20 22 i think 21st okay tw- okay so i'm on the other side I, that's yeah. what I thought. okay so still it's like an unbelievable amount like won a ton been there a ton more he's had some heartbreaks which we've talked about a lot of times some things that we can consider maybe even chokes and i mean he's a he's a first like ballot hall of famer in a hall of fame that we kind of have talked about not mattering before mm-hmm. but like the the guy is the best player of his generation Right. Like he's post tiger. I think we can say that he's like the first part of the post tiger generation. And he's a little bit before Rory. I mean, maybe we have to lump those two in, but in some ways it's like, he is, he's the guy from whatever that grouping we could, we could consider that grouping. And and that's wild. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the greats. So good win. And um, yeah, but your, your piece on Brendan Todd is like dead on. I think, we kind of sleep on the guy because he only, you know, pops it out there two eighty or whatever. He's like Webb. He's like a, another one of those guys. But and just like Webb, like Webb came back from this whole thing with the putter, and Brendan Todd came back from this whole thing of just basically doing what I do in my everyday rounds, which is just blocking long irons and woods off the planet. And mm-hmm. he he went through the same thing. I saw a tweet. Um, I think it was from Monday Q Info on Twitter was saying like it's crazy to watch Brendan Todd like flag. Uh, all these shots and hit all these fairways when he couldn't hit a fairway with a seven iron two years ago. Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's wild and you have to like assume that if he did somehow sneak out another win, he's got to be in for like player of the year honors, right? Three wins, like comeback player, whatever award. I mean, he's got a chance at kind of getting in there. The shank was violent though. And it, (laughs) it was surprising and it came out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, that was definitely interesting. And obviously, you know, kind of ruined his chances on Sunday because he was hanging in there, even though, I mean, he was having, he, he was getting beat by 30 yards on pretty much every tee ball. He, he was hanging in there. So yeah. Yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know much about the guy cause he, he kind of has popped into the limelight this year. Like I said, I guess he had a decent year back in 2015. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, 
guy's making some money this year. He's pretty much wrapped up his card for another year, two years. Uh, well, he has wrapped up his card for another two years. He's got the Sony wrapped up uh, in Hawaii because he's won. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hey, good for him. I, I, you know, I, I'd love to see someone like him on the Ryder Cup team because it's different than watching, you know, Phil or those guys who really don't deserve to be on the team, I don't think. Um, although Phil did have a, a great round Thursday, Friday, play well enough to kind of get into the mix. Yeah, we got to talk uh, about him. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. He's playing again this week at the in Detroit. Like I said, um, I wanted to ask Vince, what did you think about the overall event for Travelers? Um, you know, there was like we, you know, we talked earlier in the week. There was a little bit of COVID information, and I think you mentioned today that Fratelli tested positive, so he's out this week. Um, what uh, what did you think about the overall event, the Travelers, compared to the first two weeks, Vin? I mean. It's still tough and weird watching golf without fans, and I didn't watch that much Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I watched a good amount on Friday, and I, you know, I'm still just happy to see them playing. If they can figure out how to keep that environment safer for everybody, it's it's all going to come back on the longevity of the season. So, as you're seeing people testing positive. And everybody's just like, how the fuck did I even get it? You know, like Nick Watney's biggest scare right now, apparently, I read this earlier today, is that he's just so curious about how he even picked it up. And right. um, that's not going to change unless, obviously, there's some sort of policy changes or some safety around the areas. I mean, I, I just want the best opportunity for the season to, to go the rest of the way. I, mean, I, I think... Week three, week four, we're going to see if the PGA is really keeping to their word, right? Well, I mean, they've, they've made some tweaks. I don't know how much of this you guys saw, but they changed who can be, on, uh, like, from your camp, who can be on the range. Yeah, um, They changed the dining and, like, workout, uh, how they're allowing yeah. people to use the yeah. dining and workout trailers. Um, they changed scoring. So, like, I think... They're obviously being tr- like very cautious, which is very smart, um, and they're trying to adapt more and more. You saw caddies wearing masks on course this week, which you had not seen in previous weeks. Um, I, I mean, Vince, I think you kind of nailed it. You, you basically said it without saying these words. I think it's becoming real for players that like this is a threat, right? And like it's something to be aware of. Nick Watney being like, I don't know how I got it. I'm very curious of that. That's got to be like weighing on players and caddies a little bit more than it was previously in the week when, you know, or, or in the, the kind of return to golf where guys were having a physio work on them. And then that same physio would work on the next person. And like, yeah. that's stuff that can't happen right now. It just can't. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I, I like that. I did see that they brought though pretty much everything on property now, so that it eliminates yeah. people from like Brooks and those guys going to other gyms to work out when they're on. Mm-hmm. So they're all working out on site. So yeah, I mean, I think they're doing a decent job. Listen, it it's spreading rapidly around the world, and it continues to. It's just it's so hard to contain. Um, but I think they're you know they're doing a decent job. They've only had what five six cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knock on wood, none of them have been serious that I know of. Um, so. Um. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, Jake. What did you think about the the overall event, other than you know the COVID stuff? I don't know, man. This was a weird one. I got to be honest. I watched yeah. all four rounds. I had a lot of time. 
Um, and especially with that early round on Saturday, you know, I got to watch a lot of it uh, in the morning and then go play golf. And um, I don't know. This is the first week where it just didn't have the same pop for some reason. And maybe that's just like how the leaderboard shook out because, you know, Phil started off like red hot and that always gets eyes on on the TV. Right. And then he kind of went back to being like the version of Phil that we've had for the last two years or so, three years. Um, and it just didn't have the same vibes that Harbortown had last week where we knew it was going to be this like race to the finish with like all these big names in there. I mean, it, it, even like the, some of the constants that we've seen over the past couple of weeks and, and the earlier part of the year, like JT missed a cut. Morikawa misses his first cut as a professional. Um, you know, Hovland pops up on the leaderboard, then he, you know, see you later. So it's like some of these storylines that I was like looking for kind of went away. And, and I think the rain delay on Sunday really hurt it for whatever reason. And, uh, yeah. And I didn't think that, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I didn't think the coverage was as good this week either. For some reason last week, all the drone shit that they did and like going to so many players because there were so many guys near the lead. They were just like showing so many golf shots. And then this week it was like, well, we only really have five guys to show. And then they kind of panicked after Todd makes triple. And they're like, well, shit, now we got to start showing this guy. We got to start showing this guy. We got to yeah. uh, we got to be on Streelman. And it was just like kind of one of those things. But yeah, I, I didn't think this had the same the same pop. But uh, I mean, look, still live golf, still great to watch. But I'd be interested to see this week with a watered down field for sure. I think, yeah, you, that's a good point. This field, this is kind of the first week that a lot of the top guys are taking off. Um it's funny you say that because I think I think some of that had to do with there was really only like four guys within like five shots of the lead this week um, because Todd was way out there. So was DJ. But I think, you know, Streelman and Bryson really were like the only other guys there. Maybe one other guy that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, so it wasn't, you know, the 35 guys within two shots of the lead like we've had the last two weeks. So I think that was some of it. Um uh, you know, good for DJ. He beat it. He beat another good field. Rory and those guys were playing again. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, 21st win. So, and, and I just looked, it's 13 years in a row. So it, it, congratulations to him. Um, That's bonkers. So before we move on to the rocket mortgage, I wanted to talk a little bit about the corn Ferry this past week. Uh, a little bit of a good uh, feel good story. Daniel summer who spent eight or nine years on the PGA tour for a while. Um, you know, made, I think, $9 million in his career, I saw. So, he, you know, no chump change uh, and had some some good results. Um, decided to play in his last Corn Ferry event this past week. Uh, is moving on to be a teacher. And uh, was not really in contention on Sunday or going into Sunday. Um, and then out of nowhere, he shot 62 and got into a, got into a playoff. And ended up losing uh, in the playoff, but kind of a great story there. You, I've watched, and actually they had, I thought they had better coverage of the Utah championship than they did the Travelers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched that event. Uh, it looks like a pretty cool course. Um, you know, like all these Corn Ferry events, these guys, you got to shoot 20 under pretty much every week to win because just all those guys are playing for their lives and it's, it's been bonkers. Um so there's birdies everywhere, and uh, yeah, Summer Hayes ended up losing in the in the playoff. Um, actually, a three man playoff, but uh, I thought just an awesome story. 
I don't really know too much about him. Uh, I f- actually follow, I think, his brother Boyd, who's just getting on tour right now uh, on Instagram right now. He's a monster kid and swings it really, really hard. That's um, Preston. That's his nephew. The Preston? Okay. Yeah, Boyd is his brother, who is also Tony Finau's coach. And Boyd's son, ah. Preston, won the uh, U.S. Junior Am last year at Inverness. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot of summer haze. I know uh, they're just cranking him out up there. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, so awesome. He's from Utah, so he was like gonna. That was where he was gonna be ending. I did just see was we were getting come on the show that uh, since he top tended, he obviously got a, an exemption into this week, so he's playing at the TPC Colorado <laughs> Championship this week. Uh, so wow, he said, short retirement. not quite done yet, uh, like Brett Favre, I guess out yep. there. Uh, but. You know, other than that, I, I don't know too much about it. I, I don't know if you guys want to mention it or not or, or talk too much about it, Jake or, or Vince. Do you have any, any thoughts or just kind of a feel-good story that I think people should look into? You got but, anything, Ben? No, it's definitely a feel-good story. I just – I really want to see what he says if he goes out and, like, top five is another one. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just going to be like, when's enough enough, you know? Like, I, like he's going to put this on the back burner for one more year if he goes three weeks in a row. I mean, it's pretty wild because – I mean, he's older. He's definitely a tour, tour veteran, but he's not he's like 36. Yeah. Right. He's not like super old. I mean, he was kind of in the mix at the PGA in 16 at Baltusrol. Um, he was kind of in the mix, I think, at Olympic Club for the U.S. Open. Um, he's had other, like Doug said, he's had other good results. I mean, he's, he's won on tour. Um, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing. But Vince, you, you kind of hit my question a little bit there, which was like, what happens if you, you're just on the mega heater now? And like you you go to Rocket Mortgage, water downfield, you know, kind of an easy golf course for the most part. You go out there and you light it up. Now, granted, the golf course that he played last week is a golf course that he grew up playing. And I'm sure that that really helped him yeah. uh, in terms of being able to make a bunch of birdies and things that maybe he didn't feel like he normally could make. But you know how it goes. Sometimes you have like that that super hot round and it really does bleed into your next like five rounds where you have a feel that's just really working for you. So who knows? Like who, who knows? You're right. What if he top fives at rocket mortgage and then he's in the next week, but I guess we'll have to see. That'd be a cool story. So he's no, he's playing in the TPC Colorado championship. Yeah, he's not playing. Not not the rocket mortgage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, TPC Colorado. So he's just the corn fairy. Next corn fairy. Yeah. 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 Oh, well shit. And it wait, so he's at like five thousand feet above sea level last week. Yeah. He's going to six thousand this week. Yeah. I, I mean, this dude, I could see this happening. I could see him having a great result for sure. It's uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, hey, yeah, hopefully he keeps playing well. Good to see that he is five eight. So that gives me some hope that <laughs> I can I can get it done at some point in my life. Yeah, it's, it's funny. This is how it went down. He placed second, got his exemption, and he basically was going to pack up his car and drive to Missouri to visit his wife's family, in which passing through Colorado, so he said he's going to stop and play in the event. <laughs> Good for him. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, man, another chance to get a, one last check. I don't blame yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. All right, awesome. Uh, so moving on to the Rocket Mortgage, which is this week. Uh, as we've kind of mentioned a little bit, uh, first time we've had a couple guys that aren't really playing this week. A lot of the top guys aren't playing. I think... Bryson is the top ranked player this week. Uh, still a good field. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are still playing uh, or, or, or 
looking for these exemptions to play in all these events. So a lot of the top guys, but just not the top 10 or 15, like we've seen, I think some guys finally are taking some time off. Well, I'm sure we'll all see them again at the Memorial, which is in like two weeks now, um, two or three weeks, which hopefully we'll see tigers ass come out of retirement and play again, kind of like summer haze. <laughs> um, so 15, uh, power rankings guys are playing at Detroit country club this week. Uh, I don't know too much about the golf course. Jake, do you know anything about this golf course? Cause it, this is a relatively new event to tour, isn't it? Like one year old, wasn't it first year back? Yeah, they played last year. It is a, uh, it's a Donnie Ross. So, um, defended mostly by the greens. Um, mm-hmm. long hitters are going to absolutely torch it. I think most of the bunkering and trouble is right around 290, Um, I know that Bryson already came out and was basically like being kind of a cocky asshole. Was like, sorry, Don, I'm just going to hit it right over all the trouble. Um, and the other thing that I know is that for whatever reason, this week they have a lot of rocket mortgage signage up uh, around greens where grandstands normally would be. So look for a lot of uh, a lot of drops and a lot of guys going for like pretty aggressive plays because. They're going to get relief that they haven't been getting the last three weeks. Um, so, yeah, that's the golf course. I mean, it's fairly straightforward. Donald Ross design defended with some some really good greens. Really cool golf course. I don't think it gets over 7K, though. I think it's like right at like 7,100-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it's not a, the most stacked top 10. But there's still some very good players and some. Oh, for sure. So, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny we're seeing Victor Hovland pop into like top five in picks for my biggest golf pool right now. Mhm. Mhm. Um. Because he's a stud. Oh yeah, I think he's actually playing some really good golf right now. I'm happy to see he him is. posting rounds, or posting tournaments at like 13, 14, 15. You know, I'm excited he's getting there. He led the field in tee green last week. Um. Uh, yeah, and and he finished T13 actually last year, and this was his second. Uh, it was the second event he had played in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travelers was his first. Uh, we'll run through the top 15 real quick. Snedeker 15th, Kevin Na uh, 14th, Brandon Todd our boy 13th, Sungjae always there 12th, uh, Doc Redman making oh. an appearance in the uh, so top 15 the this week. Uh, Will Gordon 10th. Who, Can we talk uh, about Will Gordon for one Yeah, second? sleeper last week, huh? Not only sleeper, I watched this guy a little bit last year, here and there, on Corn Ferry, and I knew he could move it. But he was like 10 miles an hour ball speed behind Bryson. This, that dude was fucking mashing it out there last week. Played great. But yeah, you can keep going. But that was my take. He, he was uh, stunning me on that stuff. Well, so I had crazy. no idea who he was, and then I did some research. Not only did he have that wild top three, but he also had two top tens before that, and then four top twenty fives in his last five starts. So, guys hitting him. The guy can play. Yeah, there's a lot of good talent out there. We just you see every week. There's like one guy that comes out of nowhere. You're like, who the mm-hmm. hell is this guy? And then you look and you're like, oh, okay, he's been playing. Uh, ninth, Tony Finau, mm. Utah product, uh, mm-hmm. who I know he actually I think he sponsors that. Corn Ferry event or does a lot of work out there. I know. Yeah, I think he's connected to that. Yeah. Uh, Rory Sabatini for the second time this this season since the restart in the top twenty five at eighth. Hideki at seventh. Uh, the boy postman sixth. 
Patrick Reed, fifth. Ovman, I think that may be his ter- first top five in the power rankings. Hovland comes in at fourth. Bryson, third. Uh, Webb, coming off his week-long bender, he said uh, he was close to somebody with, with COVID, but really what he wanted to do was just party for a week. So he's coming <laughs> in second. And then uh, Terrell Hatton, first, who had a chance at Harbortown on Sunday. And uh, Webb, who is second, took it from him. Mm. Um Jake, where are we out with the uh, the overall standings for the three of us for picks? Oh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. His second missed cut in two weeks. So Vince, um, actually, both you and Vince missed the cut with yeah. the picks last week, but Vince missed it by more. So he's still our leader, but his lead has shrunk from 12 down to one. So uh, Vince, oh. has, I know, it's gone almost. 30 points. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. 30 points for Vince. 29 points for me. I took Bryson last week for another good showing. And then Dougie with another very important. He needed those three points in back-to-back weeks. He got him in back-to-back weeks. 21 points. He's back in the game. Hot. Coming in hot. It's true. Let me talk a little bit about Cameron Smith real quick. In case he's listening to my <laughs> podcast or he goes back and listens to this you down might win the road. This week. <laughs> you motherfucker, you were five under, which was one shot clear of the, the cut. It was at four. And he bogeyed the last two holes. Oh my God. Not only did he do that on Friday, he did that on Thursday as well. So a three shot cushion, you didn't get it done, sir. I will never bet on you again, Cameron Smith. You need to show me wrong. Prove something. That's all I got. All right, Vinny. There it is. <laughs> you are uh, last place, but first place, if you get what I'm saying. So you got the first pick this week. Who you got? I think it's my turn to burn. Big beef, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say, is he playing this week? <laughs> uh, I, myself, am not playing as big beef, but Bryson is. <laughs> okay. Start calling you big beef on the uh, videos. I love that. Oh, man, that's awesome. All right, Bryson DeChambeau, any particular reason or just because he's been playing well? I think he's playing well. I need to make up some ground. Um, I'm picking him with in our in our three-man game and my big pool. Um, if it's a long course, I think he just has an advantage right now, and he, and he likes that, and it's keeping him mentally in it, so he's going to play well again, I think. Love it. Love it. Um, okay, I am going to... Um, Man, I let me just double check he's playing real quick and he didn't withdraw. Oh boy, I was gonna take Ricky Fowler because that's who I want, but he's not on the power ranking, so that kind of concerns me. Let me he's, just look. He's currently still in the field. Ricky Fowler is in the field. We're taking Ricky Flower. He will not be Ricky Fowler until he wins a tournament. So Ricky Fa- Flower, I will take this week. Why are you taking him? Um, cause he's not played well so far since the restart. And I think, um, he took last week off. I think it's just time for him to, uh, to win a tournament. Here he comes. Okay. I mean, it's also yeah. the first par 72 they've had since the restart four par fives. I think, uh, yeah, he'll be good. That makes sense. It. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, I've been like sort of going back and forth in my mind on on picks here and i think i'm gonna go slightly outside the box here boy i Uh 
Yeah, no, it's not. It's nothing crazy. This isn't like I'm picking VJ or something like that. Although I don't know if you guys saw the the goatee that VJ is rocking, but it is like a significant, uh, like man goatee. It's quite a look by by the old guy there. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy with, I mean, potentially the whitest name in the history of white names, Wyndham Clark. Okay, I'm going with Wyndham Clark. This wow, week. yeah, I was I was I'm sitting here right now with uh-huh. his news feed open in my big pool. Out of all the well, people, it, he's just they, sitting here. I'm sitting, I was looking to see how he did, and I was like, ah, oh, Wyndham. I just remember I mean, he had that really big choke last year. He did. He did. And listen, there's a a bunch of names that I looked at, right? Bezaden Holt, but I, I'm I, I Doug picked him earlier, and I know there's gonna be a time when I'm gonna have to, you know, send Christian out there to, to do some damage. My boy uh, Joe Bramlett, who uh, I I said put some money on last week if you could get it for the top twenty five. Hopefully nobody did that because that didn't happen. But um, <laughs> he actually still played pretty good. He's in the field, and it's like a bomber's alley. Bronson Burgoon, that's a crazy name. I almost picked him just because of that. Um, but in the end, yeah, Wyndham Clark. Look, the guy kills it. Hits it really good. He's a ball striker. He played well here before. I could just see this being the one where he kind of creeps back up. Um, and I, I kind of just know that it's kind of a comfy place. So I'm going to go with, uh, Wyndham Clark as my pick this week. I love it. I love it. Wow. That is out of nowhere, left field, but Jakey yeah. has, is riding the hot hand. So I am he'll, he'll probably, uh, probably win it this week. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is all I have for the rocket mortgage. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts there, uh, to talk about before I have something else I want to discuss? Uh, well, I guess so Nate Lashley won this event last year. Um, does he make the cut? We, we did this last week. Um, does Nate Lashley make the cut? No. Um, no. He is significantly out of form. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see miscut, nasty miscut, Nate miscut, miscut, withdraw, withdraw, yeah, withdraw. No. Um, that's, in like, that's all within like his last 10 events. Yeah, no. It's not the, it's not the time. So he's playing well, is what you're saying. <laughs> there was a seventh place mix, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't have uh, anything else on Rocket Mortgage, though. Out on Lashley. Okay. <clears throat> um. So before I get into the, my last thing, I was going to talk about. I do want to talk about real quick that Fox got out of their contract for the U.S. Yeah. Open. Yeah. I which bring that up. A, a lot of people are happy about, but I know Jake and I are very upset about because I thought Fox has done a great job. Agreed. With the U.S. Open the last couple of years, they had seven years remaining on their contract. They got out of it. They haven't said why, uh, and NBC has picked it up. Same financial terms, I know. Um, Jake, I know you. This was kind of near and dear to both of us. What uh, w- What do you think about Fox dropping the the U.S. Open? I think it sucks a big time for a whole host of reasons. And I, I sent you a quick text with like the obvious ones, right? You and I have talked a lot about. The technology that they bring to it is fantastic. You get Shot Tracer constantly. You get all the graphics packages, right? They show you the contours. They show you the wind. They show you the shot shape that's preferred. They show you what's (laughs) going to happen when the ball hits the ground. All of that, right? Yep. They they have their their team that usually isn't in the primetime coverage, which is Bacon, uh, Shane Bacon, and Brad Faxon are unbelievable. They give you so much freaking golf insight, right? Because Faxon, pro golfer, um, 
and very sort of articulate and willing yep. to kind of like lift the curtain. And mm-hmm. Bacon is a good golfer in his own right. And so that allows him to also kind of add to that. And that's really great. I know people didn't like Buck that much. By the After the first U.S. Open, he really didn't even bother me that much anymore. Um, I thought once they found other ways to pair him with, you know, different people rather than Greg Norman, it made a lot more sense. And yep. they had, you know, Gil Hance. So they had talent that I really liked. That was one uh, a big factor as well. And the other thing is I just don't see how NBC is going to do anything great because we already know that they struggle and they're in the process of like literally like laying people off and moving golf channel from Orlando to Stanford, Connecticut. And at the same time, they're like, uh, we don't know what the numbers are yet, but I'm sure they had to spend some money to get this thing. It's not like Fox just was like, we don't want to do this anymore. Take it off our hands. There's gotta be some transaction that happens there. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see when, the details come out like w- what the optics of this are for NBC and for golf channel. Cause it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be great, but I don't know, man. What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm disappointed because I, I thought that uh, their entire crew, the Fox crew has done a great job. I agree. Um, you know, really other than maybe like who they have interviewing players with uh, what's her name. Who I can't remember what her name is right now. Gosh. Um, Holly. Yeah, Holly just I didn't think does a great job. She's great to look at, but uh, not a great interviewer. Um, so I think that's really the only thing NBC has over Vox. But I, I agree. You know, they've always been at the forefront of the drone coverage, all the other technology things that they use. Um, I think their overall HUD and UI is cleaner than NBC's. It's just oh, for sure, a lot less on the screen going on. It's more about the golf. They do a great job of showing all of the golf and even during the the championship uh when you watch it it's always a playthrough so if they do have a commercial it's off to the side and you could still watch the golf playing um and like you said you know Faxon and and strange uh and the rest of their crew is very knowledgeable about the sport um and yeah i'm, I'm sad to see them go I, i'm i'll be interested to see if more information comes out about why they let it go or if it was just all financial um but um, I know yeah. that there was some talk. There has been some rumors floating out already. Like the the group at Fox that made the initial bid, um, the those two executives are no longer with Fox, and Got so it. it was kind of like nobody was at the helm. But then there was also I heard other rumors or other people talking about um, the fact that Fox is going to be swamped with football and figuring out how to do football kind of in this new climate. Right. And they looked at golf as something that they could jettison. But, you know, the other thing that sucks is that Fox did all those USGA events, right? right. Like you could watch the, you know, Junior Am, Am, Women's Am, you know, team events, four balls. Like that was all broadcasted by them. So, like, I just don't think that NBC is going to have that sort of level of dedication. Like, they, I mean, we're talking qualifiers. You can watch U.S. Open qualifiers if you wanted to in some cases. Yeah. Um, and so I don't I think we're I think as golf viewers, we're going to lose out on seeing a lot of golf and a lot of unique coverage of golf, unfortunately. So, yeah, I think uh, so. I did see that they're going to they are going to cover the U.S. men's am. And the mm-hmm. U.S. Women's Am are going to be on NBC. I did not see anything though 
about the other events. Uh, like you said, you know, Fox has done a good job showing, um, you know, four ball and other events qualifiers. So, yeah, upsetting. Uh, you know, the only thing for me that would make it better is if they get Romo on the on the cast for the the US That'd Open. That'd be cool. I then that, uh, then I'm then I might be all in on on NBC. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because you know even NBC they're they're focused on football as well, so they're taking on even more here too. With yeah, but they only have to stand up one a week, you know, yep. versus Fox. Know. That's so. true. You're right. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Interested to see, sad to see them go, but uh, hopefully NBC steps up and, and takes advantage of the opportunity that they have. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I have one thing. I know Jake and I and Vince, we've talked about this for a while. I want to start a segment, uh, Jake's Hall of Fame. Oh. We've, we've had a couple conversations that mm-hmm. the current Hall of Fame is a joke. <laughs> as long as you play more than 10 years on tour, basically, you have a couple wins or... Maybe people a like you, or people like you, or people you, like you. You're in. So I'd like to start the Jake Scalici Hall of Fame. Okay, it's not going to be every week. Every couple weeks, I'm going to have two guys that I'm thinking about. Throw them out there, and we can we'll keep track of this somewhere. I'll keep track of this. So I'd like to start this week uh, with two guys. One guy who's not playing anymore, and one who currently is playing still. Mm-hmm. A little bit later in his career, but the first guy we'll start with is Fred Couples. Okay. So a former world number one, mm-hmm. he's won fourteen, uh, sorry, fifteen PGA Tour events, mm-hmm. sixty-two events worldwide, but that's including fifteen PGA Tour champions wins, as well as twenty events that are like the Franklin Templeton Shark Shootout, yep, skins, skins, game. skins games. So that's tw- that's twenty of them. He is one major, the Masters, right. Um, he's won a, uh, two players championships <clears throat> well, bef- before it was called the players championship. He won the tournament players championship, which I don't know if that was at Sawgrass. Oh, it was at Sawgrass then. Sawgrass too. country club though, not okay. TPC. Sawgrass. Okay. So he won two players championships in quotations, fifth major. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then he's finished second once, twice, two times at a major uh, other than the one win he has. Is mm-hmm. Freddie Couples in the Jake Scalici World Golf Hall of Fame? All right. So uh, I know a bunch about Freddie's career. I almost, you were like looking for the win total. I was like, I, I think it's 15. Um, yes, he is. But there, you have to, like, I think you have to look at it kind of like we look at, um, like, eras in, in other sports. Like, sometimes we look at a guy and we're like, man, I can't believe he's a Hall of Famer. Like he could couldn't hold a candle to what these players do now. Like that happens a lot of times. Like NFL is a great example of you know like a a, a wide receiver from the '80s versus a wide receiver today. They're like two right. different animals, right? If Fred Couples a takes the game seriously in his like 20s and b doesn't get injured because he has a had a debilitating back injury. Um, I don't think we're even like questioning it, but yes, he he's all famer. I mean, he's a he's like the I think he's the first world number one. Like when the rankings started, I think that's right. I could be slightly wrong on that. Um, and he's just yeah. I mean, he's the goat. He's like chill guy. He's in his fifties, contending at Augusta. He's got one of the sickest yeah. swings of all time. Oh, so smooth. Uh, so smooth. Uh, yeah, I I think he's a hall of famer. Vince, what's your feeling? Yeah, I mean. 
Freddy was kind of somebody we grew up watching a lot, I think. And yeah, I was just going to say that, too. We, we've had our eyes on him for a long time, and I think his wins are very memorable, and he's done a lot for golf in general. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that his footprint uh, puts him in contention for the Hall of Fame spot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wish... I wish he would get, like, a Ryder Cup captainship. I think yeah. it, it's kind of bullshit that they've, like, thrown in the President's Cup, but they don't, like, think he's, like, I guess serious enough or something to do the Ryder Cup. I think guys love playing for him. Uh, I think he's a, just, like, the absolute man. So, yeah. yep, uh, Freddie's in for me. Okay, good one. So that's a good first start. The second player I would like to talk about for the, we'll call it the Scalici World Golf Hall of Fame, is Louis Oosthuizen. Oh my God, this is a tough one. Okay. <laughs> so, Louis Oosthuizen's career, he is from South Africa, as everybody knows. He's 37 years old now. He turned pro in 2002. I actually didn't know as I was doing research. He played on the Sunshine Tour for a long time before he made, made his breakthrough. Mm-hmm. He's had 14 professional wins. Highest he's ever been ranked is fourth. He's got one major, the Open Championship in 2010. He held off Lee Westwood. Who I feel like has lost to everybody in every major. Um, yep. He has three Asian Tour wins, uh, and he has nine Euro Tour events wins. Um, he the only PGA event he's ever won is the Open Championship, which I was stunned by. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, and he has he lost to two two majors in a playoff. He lost the 15 Open Championship to Zach Johnson. And lost the 2012 Masters to Bubba Watson on, everybody knows, the craziest shot on the second hole uh, from the trees. Um, there was some other thing. Oh, he's finished second at a major one, two, three, four, five times. Yes, he's finished second at every, in every major. Every major, you're correct. Is Louis Oosthuizen in the Scalici World Golf Hall of Fame? Uh, all right, well... No. <laughs> wow. All right. And I'll just give you a quick reasoning. He doesn't have enough PGA Tour wins. It's not about, like, he still has worldwide wins that are very, like, you're, you're doing a good job of picking two comparable players, right? One major, similar win total, um, you know, probably underachievers, silky swingers, like, chill dudes. Um, I think that and we go back to that talk about like the era in which they were in. Like, I feel like Louie, it stinks because all he has to do is win one more major and he's basically on Hell Cabrera and right. <laughs> he doesn't get it done. And he's never looked at the same way. And I think part of it is that he's unassuming and, and it's just like, Oh, there's Louie again. Like he'll pop up on a leaderboard. Um, and everybody forgets, like he didn't just win at St. Andrews. He blitzed that place. Seven strokes. Yes. He murdered that field. I remember watching that and just being like, who is this guy? And why is he this good? Like, I didn't know anything about him, but I think for Louie, it's unfortunate that because we, I mean, part of it's that we're Americans, but we hold the PJ tour to a higher standard because that's supposed to be the number one tour on earth. And if, like, one of your wins is the Open Championship and that's the only thing counting for a PGA Tour win, it's kind of hard to say that you've uh, beaten the best fields in the world 15 or 20 times. You, you haven't. You've, you've done it one time, realistically. And maybe a couple times on the Euro Tour that we can count if they're, you know, bigger events. So currently, 
I mean, his career's not over, but currently, Louie, no go for me. Sitting on the outside looking in. Vinny, what do you think? I am also going to Jake again. Um, I we, we have this discussion about players leaving the PGA Tour to go to different tours, and the biggest... One, one thing that we all had agreed upon was that there's a, you know, there's a stigma behind making your wins on the PGA Tour, being a PGA Tour player, mm-hmm. and uh, I would agree. I don't think he's got enough PGA Tour victories to be considered a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, there's there's just that stigma behind the competition of, you know, the 150-person fields on the PGA, and I don't think he's really... You know, he's he hasn't been in the spotlight in the PGA Tour event enough, even though he's won the Open. So, right, yeah, I, I agree with Jake on every point. It's pretty much where he's been playing versus how he's been playing. I mean, Doug brought up uh, a guy who like choked away or lost a bunch of majors in Lee Westwood, and like Lee Westwood's won a, a gajillion times worldwide. I think it's like forty times worldwide or something crazy like that, but so few of them are on the PGA tour and like that tarnishes the way that people even look at his career, which has been like very long, very successful despite not having a major. Uh, And like the same thing goes for Louie. Like we all remember his win and we all look at it fondly. We all, I think a lot of us really like seeing Louie on leaderboards. The, the difference between him and Fred couples is that we look at Fred couples as, like the apex of a time period as being like the best player in the world, winning a bunch and getting a major and then being snake bitten in other ones. And, you know, Louie just gets the, wow, he almost won a bunch, but he didn't. And and that's kind of the difference I think between the two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we were able to get one in one out. This yeah. Week. Two good discussions. Um, well guys, it's a holiday weekend. I hope all of our listeners are going to be safe out there. Make sure you don't drink too much and you drink some water. Uh, don't go near a lot of people. Stay away Wear from your COVID. masks. Stay away from the COVID. We had a personal friend of ours on our Gentleman's Cup team get it, and uh, he said it was the worst thing he's ever had. So everybody be safe. Uh, Jakey, are you going to be playing any golf this week or just taking it in the sun? Uh, I'm going to be playing a little bit of golf, I think. I uh, don't know what days, don't know what times, don't know where, but... Uh... I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna be playing. I'm, I might go out and you know get me a pair of those uh, the Phil Mickelson zip up joggers. Please don't um, oh rock those this week. As long as you wear all black, you'd be fine. Oh, it's too hot for that. So yeah, scratch that. I'll save it for the fall. But uh, did yeah. your match get scheduled? Whatever happened? Oh, with that? dude, thank you for bringing this up. I almost forgot. We couldn't get like a time scheduled with these two guys. And guess how this is gonna be determined? Coin flip. Coin flip. <laughs> I, I've been texting this dude for two weeks and now it comes down to a 50, 50 shot coin flip. And like, I was like, Hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm a teacher. I don't have any work right now. You tell me what time I need to be at the golf course. I will be there and we can play our match. He Nothing. Won't respond? No, no. He, he'll respond. He's like, Oh, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get my brother trying to line it up. He's got a busy schedule. It's really hard. I, I, I was like saying to the guy that's running the, you know, the stuff for the club. I was like, Dude, like, here's the text thread, man. Like, I, this can't be a coin flip. Like, I'm telling him we will play you whenever. We'll play you six in the morning. We'll play you six at night. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Can't line it up. 
And uh, that's so, annoying. yeah, that's I, will, I will find out uh, probably tomorrow afternoon what has happened with the coin flip. So, Wow. That, you guys yeah, don't even get to annoying. witness it? I mean, we could, but I'm not driving over to the club, you know. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to be over there tomorrow for a little bit, so maybe I'll maybe I'll be there when they actually do it. I don't know if there's like a like an actual coin flip or they just like you know slip some money under the table. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea, but yeah. So I guess we'll we'll find out about that. But I um my match in the singles match play actually uh, we'll start uh, scheduling that sometime in the next two weeks. So got another that's one coming up. That's against your buddy, right? That is against my buddy. Yeah. A, a, a fraudulent 11 handicap. I'll be giving him a ton of shots. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, his name's. I don't think you've actually met him. His name's Steve, but he's, uh, he's a good player, and he hits it. I mean, he hits it three bills literally every day of the week. Great putter. <laughs> so it should, should be interesting. 11 handicap and three bills. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can... He- So he's he's been to the Tom school of handicapping. Very much so. Okay, that's good to know. Um, yep. Vinny and I are headed down to the beach, Port Aransas specifically, which is three-hour drive from Houston. We will be playing at Palmia Golf Course in Port A, which is probably in my top 10 to 15 courses I've ever played. It's really sad. I haven't been down. Vince and I haven't. We Vince and I went down there probably every three months when he first moved here, and then when we got hit by that hurricane a couple of years ago, we haven't been since then. And the golf course got absolutely ravaged. They had a very very nice link style, eighteen holes with dunes right on the water, breezy, very tough. And they had to completely redo the golf course because it pretty much got destroyed. And they only have nine holes now. And three short holes, short course for a par three. So interested to see what the new design is. There's no more par fives. I think it's a par 32 for nine holes. Um, so we're going to play that uh, play that loop twice on, on Thursday and on Friday as well. We're actually staying there in the development. So I'm sure we'll get out at night and be drunken. And we're going to take some, take some content. We bought a drone this week. So looking forward to, <laughs> to getting some videos there. Um so yeah, interested to see what that course is like again since we haven't been down there in a while. Although I have I have a friend who who's been down there and and she put up some videos. It still looks good. So uh, yeah, we'll be down there Thursday, Friday, and then I turn thirty on Monday. Getting old. Um, wow. We have a special guest coming on the, on the show next week, Tuesday. I think we're filming. We lined this up last week, so excited to bring her on. Uh, we'll have two female guests on in a row. And uh, we're working on lining up a couple other things. I hope everybody enjoyed the video we put up today of our third episode of the Happy Hour-ish. I believe, Jake, you lined up a pretty sweet resource to record your episode this weekend? Next weekend? I don't know, I, I don't know when this resource is going to be available, but okay. we will have drone footage of my next Happy Hour-ish Ooh, from, from the Northeast. So whenever that wow. gets done, it, you will have that as well. We are, uh, we are world-class now. I know. So look for that. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Please be safe. July 4th with COVID and everything going on. I know everybody wants to party, but just use some use some judgment. With that, I don't think I have anything else. Vinny, please take us home and get us out of here. It's all right, ballers. Fourth of July weekend. I know some people are playing golf. If you have the opportunity to get out there, hit it straight. If not, shotgun a beer. Reload. <laughs> get it done. We'll be talking to you.